If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. So uh, the saga continues. Uh, with regard to Biden's jeopardizing our national security, uh, we now find out that there is no record of the people who c- go into effectively the White House. So he's been gone either in that house or one of the other ones, something like 40 percent of the time, more than any other president imaginable. So the, one or two things happens when he goes away. He sleeps in the basement and they put him on drugs so he can function when he comes back. Or he works. Well, they say he works. Well, if he works, it's the White House. And if he has a classified documents there, particularly classified documents sitting in the open in his garage, like we see on the front page of the Post, how the hell did they not have security? Where's the Secret Service? They say they didn't do any security because it was his private residence. But once the guy is spending as much time, if not more, there than the White House, I presume he's doing some government business there, or we basically should get back 40% of his salary. It means he's on vacation 40% of the time. Well, if, if he's doing government business there, if the Secret Service had any regard for, for our national security, they would insist on security and a log of who's coming in and who's not. So we know who's there, who isn't there, Uh, particularly since uh, the Biden family went into the White House as a partner with the red Chinese communists. They were in a business together with a guy described by none other than Hunter Biden, uh, in this case, in a voice uh, tape as the chief spy of China. So we we have these documents missing for six years. We have a a person who is in financial relationships with our enemies. Uh, He has no recollection of these documents, so he's no help on what happened to anything could have happened to them. And then we get some of these jerky new Democrats like Dan Goldman, who's a uh, uh, disjointed Trump hater who says that uh, Trump's conduct was much worse than Biden's. That's complete. uh, 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 That's completely crazy. I mean, Trump, the documents with regard to Trump were always available to the government. So if anybody wanted any of those documents, they just had to go to Mar-a-Lago and get them. And they did. They visited there and took documents during the course of the time that Trump had them in a secure location. Trump doesn't do business with the Chinese or the Russians. We know that. The Bidens do. Trump doesn't have a son who's a degenerate drug addict who sold out this country numerous times. Who had this is his house. He lives there. The other place, the the office they took it to 
most of the expenses are paid by the red Chinese. So he takes the documents to an office where the expenses are paid by the red Chinese or to his son's house who he and his son are in business with the red Chinese. And these are classified documents. Trump takes them to Mar-a-Lago under a process to determine which ones he gets to keep and which ones the government gets to keep under the Presidential Record Act that has no criminal penalties. They're inventing that. And at all times, the documents are available to the government. On the other hand, whatever documents were missing were gone for six years. They weren't just removed. They were effectively eliminated for six years. Trump's documents were removed, but not eliminated. So, I mean, there's no question, if you have any fairness at all, that Biden's handling of this was beyond reckless. It was absurd. Just look at the picture on the front page of the Post. Or look at my, uh, uh, was it a tweet or a Facebook? Look at my drawing (laughs) where I circle it and I show you where the top secret material is. You can't get you can't get from the car to the house or the house to the car without passing the top secret material. So if Hunter were taking any of his Chinese or Russian pals to the house, it would have been staring him in the face during this period of time. He had a Russian girlfriend, a Chinese girlfriend. Uh, allegedly, they were prostitutes, but most likely they were spies. He bragged about his business with China. They got uh, a nice, cool payment of over four million in one shot. Hunter got a million on the side for another deal. I mean, this is absurd. And uh, we still haven't had a search of his house. They searched Trump's house for documents they had control of. All they had to do is ask for them. They could have come and gotten them. Uh, they did it once. They got them. They, they searched him to make him look bad. In the case of Biden, even if Biden hasn't committed a crime, we don't know that because he doesn't know whether he did or he didn't. What's Biden's answer to what's going on with these documents? I don't remember. I don't remember the, these documents. That means there could be no more. Or there could be thousands more. We don't have an answer to that, even from the subject. Now, I'm not sure we trust him if he told us that, but he hasn't even told us that. We are relying on the fact that we have all the documents based on the search conducted by his lawyers. It would be as if the FBI showed up at Mar-a-Lago and uh, his lawyer said, I tell you what. I'll call in Giuliani and he'll do the search for you. And then he'll give you whatever he finds. And they said, oh, that's perfectly acceptable to us. That's what they did here. Tell me that isn't an obstruction of justice. Tell me that isn't a a, a defrauding of the United States. Tell me that isn't a completely corrupt law enforcement practice. To this day, we haven't searched any residents of his. We haven't uh, verified whether there are any more documents at the Chinese communist office or uh, the uh, Hunter's home where uh, it looks like secret documents were on public display. 
tell me how you justify this and, and want to say that this country still has at the top honest law enforcement. Tell me how it's improper for me to say that this is a state police, the Biden state police and the Biden state prosecutors, similar to East Germany in the old days or Red China now. Tell me we're treated the same. My house got searched. Suppose I said to them when they showed up in my apartment, I'll have my lawyer search and tell you what's here. Now, they let Biden do that. I don't have a record. Biden does. He's got a drug addict, a a degenerate, multi-decade drug addict thrown out of the military for being a drug addict living there. I don't. Trump doesn't. But we got searched. They didn't find anything. They wouldn't accept my lawyer doing it. In fact, in Trump's case, they wouldn't even let the lawyers accompany the FBI or take pictures. So we have no idea if the higher level of the FBI, which is running this, which has shown its dishonesty over and over again and willingness to to, to frame Trump, if they planted things there. How do we know? They're not honest. Well, we're not going to bring this country together until we solve this. You can't have a a double standard where it comes to criminal justice. It's too important. I mean, people's lives are taken away. And this is what happens in totalitarian governments. And Biden is acting like we're a totalitarian government. He's also acting like he's... uh, even more screwed up than ever. Uh, yesterday, he couldn't uh, pr- pronounce the name of the woman he was honoring. He forgot the name of Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter-in-law when he, when he had to wish a happy birthday. Uh, I mean, okay, fine. Fine. But this happens every day, three or four times. Three or four times. I mean, it's like... Uh, uh, Completely absurd. The guy's guy, obviously, his head is gone. He can't remember anything about these documents. Now, is that a convenient lie or is it that he's out of it? He's no longer a compass menace, which is known as non-compass menace. Uh, No functioning mind. Well, I was really happy to see that the Italians finally caught Matteo Messina De Nero. So he's been on the run for 30 years. Wow. Wow. I remember him when he was, I'm not, he was never at a low level, but when he was, you know, at the middle level of the, of the Sicilian mafia, when we prosecuted uh, in the Maxi trial, which, uh, which we did with Giovanni Falcone, who was a very good friend of mine, and worked in the U.S. Attorney's Office for two years here in New York, uh, both giving us evidence and we gave him evidence. Giovanni is one of the two people that was killed in Sicily in 1992. Giovanni was a judge. The other was Paolo Borsellino. And they both were judges. But in Italy, a judge is really, that level of judge is really an investigator sort of functions like his own grand jury. The judge decides whether there's evidence to bring a charge against you. So he was the chief, really the chief investigator of the mafia. And uh, 
and he was Sicilian by background. And my last conversation with him, I, I implored him not to go back to Sicily because the Italian government wouldn't let me go to Sicily to get an award when I was given an award by the University of Palermo. And I said, my God, if they want to kill me, they really want to kill you. And they probably feel easier killing you than me. And he said, I have to go back. I can't let them. That, that was the last conversation I had with him. And then he was killed about four months later with his new wife. They had only been married like six or eight months. And his car, it was, his car was blown up as he left the airport. And then shortly thereafter, his partner, Borsellino, was killed. And that led to Italy really cracking down, really cracking down. Well, we'll be right back with all of the rest of the things that are going on. Eventually, the mayor's final thoughts and your very interesting and incisive questioning. We'll be right back. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy uh, Giuliani show. And I thought maybe uh, we would you'd make your own uh, decision about just how far gone our uh, demented president is. I mean, he used the word uh, demented yesterday to describe um, (laughs) to describe Republicans views on the economy. I just thought it was a bad word for him to use. Listen to uh, listen to this happy birthday uh, where he can't doesn't seem to be able to remember the name of the person he's there for. Uh, Martin Luther King's uh, relative. Number four. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. This is like I pledge allegiance to the flag uh, of the, uh, 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 you know, that thing, that thing. Okay, now how about, how about, uh, how about this one he he appointed to the Supreme Court? Let's do number six. Those are the words of Katanji Drown Jackson, our Supreme Court justice. This is why he was left back in the third grade. And we made him president, cheated through law school, lied uh, when he ran for president the first time, shamelessly, was written off as a serious candidate for anything, picked up disgracefully by uh, uh, Biden, corrupted the uh, by Obama, corrupted the entire Obama administration. And that moron, uh, you know, has probably pulled in 50 to 100 million in illegal money. There's a there's a witness hanging out there, hopefully still alive, that claims to have the numbers for his offshore bank account, except as usual, the FBI never interviewed her, nor did uh, nor did the phony attorney general Barr. They had that information in February of 2020. The press doesn't tell you that, but they had that information in in 2020. Well before the election. Among uh, the other things they covered up, they covered that up in order to elect a criminal president of the United States. Uh, I've got great respect for Newt Gingrich. So let's just listen to his uh, views on this. Number 11. The objective reality is that America has been decaying into a country of enormous deep corruption. 
Uh, when you have $20 billion stolen from the California unemployment system and nothing really has been done about it, basically by uh, inmates in the California prisons, when you have $620 million stolen from the Washington State unemployment compensation system, most of it by Nigerians, uh, when you have the depth of corruption we've seen across the whole system, you've had the level of corruption in the senior FBI. Um, this is just part of the same story. It's not about Biden. It's about a much deeper establishment which has grown very sick and very corrupt uh, and which is a threat to the very survival of freedom in this country in ways we can't even begin to imagine. It includes partly business community leaders, includes partly the news media. It certainly includes large parts of the academic world who've taken money from various dictatorships and then hidden it and lied about it. And in this particular case, maybe we finally reached the ultimate apex of this. We now have a president of the United States who, for all practical purposes, runs a criminal family. His two brothers, his son, there's no other reasonable behavior that explains it, except they were all selling influence, and he knew it, and he personally profited from it. So I could approve that in um, in February, March of 2019, and um, did so on Hannity's show, and the material that I gave to John Solomon. I did it again in early 2020 on my first 10 podcasts. And then the uh, hard drive confirmed it. Uh, I've been telling the American people this uh, for two and a half, three years. Uh, that uh, Biden was. Uh, I think I put together the Rico case in February, March of 2019 with a chart. Uh, showing you how you could do a RICO case against him every time he was appointed point man by by uh, Obama. Every time he was appointed point man by Obama, he failed in his mission for the United States and his family got millions. And now there's proof they got it illegally. Heck of a RICO case, boy. Man, could be prosecuted by an idiot and you'd win it. You'd, you'd win it. So uh, what happens when you allow uh, when you allow people recreational use of marijuana? Well, we're going to talk about that when we get back. And uh, and we'll also, uh, you know, we'll be heading toward the mayor's final thoughts. And we'll also talk about murder and we'll get to your murder and where it's concentrated. And we'll get to your questions as uh, as as well. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. And thank you very, very much for jo- uh, for joining us. Well, you know, Colorado was one of the first states to allow people the recreational use of something that uh, uh, makes you high and affects your brain, uh, particularly for young people. But for everyone, it obviously is not a healthy thing to do. And uh, here we are, uh, the, the whole woke uh, generation wants to do things like, you know, stop people from smoking cigarettes because that's dangerous to, uh, for your health, but encourage them to smoke marijuana, which is really dangerous for your brain and has now been shown to be the uh, cause of uh, a significant number of uh, mental issues, mental health issues, as well as uh, 
studies have confirmed the often cited uh, proposition that was rejected by them that uh, marijuana is a drug of initiation. There's also a scientific and chemical basis for that. Uh, this was a very, very stupid thing to do. And we've got a mayor in New York who wants to basically premise our future economy on the sale of cannabis, casinos, and offering free abortion for everybody in the country and world. So we'll be the capital for uh, getting high with drugs. We'll be the capital for, uh, for gambling addiction. And we'll be the capital for killing babies. Uh, uh, we're, not, we're not deteriorating morally, and that isn't our real problem. And we got a mayor who is leading the effort. But look at Colorado. Colorado has just had to close its second library. A library! Because it's infected, it's uh, contaminated with methamphetamine. There's so much methamphetamine in Colorado that it's affecting the libraries. This is the second one to close in a, a relatively small uh, town. It's about 33. Uh, it's about, um, uh, it's about, oh, I don't know how many miles, maybe about 10 south of Denver. Has a population of only 33,000. Englewood. We'll have to check that. Uh, as to how, but it's not far from Denver. You can drive there from Denver. But uh, and this, of course, follows uh, the more significant closing that took place uh, uh, last month uh, in, Co in Colorado, uh, in Boulder, Colorado, which is a college town where I guess you'd expect it more than you would in Englewood. And who, who's to say, if you go check out the other libraries, what the heck is going on? In the mid-2010s, when there was in the opioid crisis and there were overdoses in libraries, the libraries were equipped with the antidote, uh, which is now called Narcan. Uh, maybe, I'm okay, uh, I'm okay with that. You got to save lives, but maybe you should stop them from using it. Huh? What do you think? Why don't we go back to making it illegal? It's healthier. You, 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 you're total hypocrites when you say you're worried about people's health, but you're okay with their smoking marijuana. You're being a jackass, I'm telling you, and you're playing it with your kid's future. You're playing with your kid's future. Uh, I mean, this is just one of a number of problems that have happened in Colorado. Increase in vehicular deaths, increase in accidents. And we have no idea how to measure how uh, 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 disjointed dis, uh, and disoriented marijuana gets you. And we are beginning uh, to learn how it damages your brain. There's no doubt about that at this point. So let's go to Tony in Clifton. Hello, Mayor. I hope you're taking care of yourself this week and resting, getting some beauty rest. I am. I am. I don't know about beauty rest, but I'm getting rest. <laughs> well... It's good for you. So I wanted to bring to the table, uh, we'll, we'll sidestep the president for, for the day, but good. Mayor Adams is playing a dangerous game of getting all the aliens, illegals he can into New York City, maybe for voting. Um, the WABC airways are just full of people who are aware of the games that are being yep. played on the city. 
But what's interesting is that the answer to the problem in New York City is just not ceasing the um, sanctuary policy, which has put New York City on um, the top most dangerous city um, in the United States because of its sanctuary policies and havens for criminals, deviants, etc. So we know Mayor Adams is playing a game because he continues to keep New York City as a sanctuary city. And I couldn't find the year. Maybe you could tell us about that. But as long as he keeps New York City as a sanctuary city, it shows that he's just playing a game with everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're and, right. Uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, Tony. Uh, we're not the most dangerous city. We're much more dangerous than we used to be, though. And we're sure dangerous enough. Uh, uh, but Adams is talking out of both sides of his mouth. The New York Post, which is basically an apologist for, for Adams, uh, uh, gently criticizes him in a similar way today in their editorial when, when they say, you know, unless he stops luring people to New York, we're going to continue to have this problem. Remember, he's the one who has provided them with he- health coverage. So if you come to New York, you get health coverage. If you stay in Texas, you don't. Now, you also get uh, a right to uh, lodging. And uh, he was surprised that people thought that they would go to hotels if they came to New York. Well, they will go to shelters, number one. And number two, they were originally going to hotels, remember. And he's now uh, said that this is going to cost us $2 billion dollars. Uh, they're able to put their kids in school. They're able to get health care. They're able to get welfare. If there's more COVID money, they're able to get that in New York. This is not necessarily true in most of the rest of America. So, I mean, he's complaining about the problem, but he's causing the problem. Now, is it to get the vote? Well, New York City is one of the few places that has passed a law allowing non-citizens to vote. The law is right now enjoined by a judge who says it's unconstitutional. Well, it done right is unconstitutional. The state constitution sets out the qualifications for voting, and one of them is being a citizen. And you don't have much of a country if non-citizens can vote. I mean, if non-citizens can walk in here and vote, then how are we a country? A million people from another country could come here and vote. You could take this over by voting. It's the most absurd, ridiculous, ignorant, moronic, communist idea I've ever heard. Embraced by our mayor. Uh, So now you know what I think of it. Uh, And that should be changed immediately when we get a mayor with a connection to uh, and love for the United States. Because you can't love the United States and allow people just to walk in from anywhere uh, and not have any idea who they are. We're a country that is held together by common ideas. And if we just become uh, a nothing that anybody can come to and anybody can vote, we'll no longer be a country. We'll be part of George Soros's and the communist one world, and China will, uh, will dominate us. Mike in St. James. Hello, Rudy. How are you? Uh, Rudy, fine, thank you. If you were mayor today and a busload of uh, <laughs> immigrants from the uh, border pulled up in front of City Hall, 
what would you or could you do with them? Well, I'd either rent the bus uh, or get my own and drive them to Kamala Harris's house. And I'd say, as far as I can tell, you're the czar. You're supposed to be taking care of this. Uh, You take care of them, sweetheart. Uh, is there a legal and I do it. I do it until until they broke, and then the next group would go to uh, Biden's, the White House, and then we'd sell, send them to his house in Delaware. Uh, they don't keep record of who comes in anyway, so he could take all the migrants in. Would you have the authority to cancel the uh, sanctuary city? Of course, of course. You don't have to give them. You don't have to give them uh, uh, health care. You don't have to give him health care. That was done by Adams. They, they have no right to health care. They don't get it in most of the rest of America. We are the desirable place for them to come. And I would also not call them migrants. I would call them illegal immigrants because that's what they are. The, 90, the 95% of them are phony claims of asylum. They're not fleeing any kind of political persecution they want a better place to live. There was one that came to the border today. I saw it on Fox. She had a dog with her. They had, she had a little puppy with her. This is a middle-class person. This isn't uh, some starving. You know, I get why they leave in Venezuela and Cuba. I might, I might uh, look at it a little differently if we were talking about people coming from communist countries. But they're the ones they want to send back. Because essentially, Biden is surrounded by communists and they have a sympathy for Venezuela and for Cuba and they're dying to still make a deal with Iran. There's a sick group of people and, and it's reflected in a country that is getting to be a joke around the world. I mean, we don't have a border. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Yes, Mr. Mayor, thank you for taking my call. Uh, two points, if I may. First one, there's a guy by the name of Jeff Younger who's trying to get his kids back because his wife took him away to get one of them chemically castrated. Mm. So uh, oh. I wanted to get that. I think I've heard. There. I think I've heard of this case. Uh, oh my God! In other words, she's making the decision with the kids, and he, as the father, objects to it. Originally, they, they did this in Texas, and she I don't think she had the right, so she took him to L.A., and now she has the right to do it. How old are these kids? They're twins of 10 years old. <gasps> you know, at 10 years old, how the heck do you know what's going to happen to a kid? Exactly. The kid doesn't know, you don't know, and the doctors don't know, and the ideologues don't know, and the priests don't know, and nobody knows. You just... Let the kid become 18, 19, 20. Let the kid grow up and then let the kid decide. But don't irreparably change their body. No wonder they have tremendous number of suicides among these kids because they're playing with them. You know who makes money on this? Uh, uh, the attorney general's son. He runs a business that advises schools on kids who want to change their gender. And he's making a fortune while the attorney general treats the parents like the man you're talking about, like they're terrorists. I mean, everything in the Biden administration is about money. Nothing's about the good of the United States. And let's go to Ed in Staten Island. Ed? Hey, Ed. 
It's gone? Okay, then Keith. Keith? So our phones are on the fritzy-witty. So I've told you before, murder uh, is, is becoming more and more concentrated in a handful of urban counties. And then even then, even further concentrated within, I would say, uh, cities or what amount to cities within those counties. Now, this is a this is bad and it's good. It's bad because uh, a lot of people are getting killed there and it's a tra- it's tragic because they're mostly, if not all, Democrat enclaves. Many of them are totally corrupt uh, cities like uh, like Newt Gingrich was pointing out before. Uh, uh, let me just see. I can give you an idea of this. Seventy three percent of all murders took place in only five percent of the counties. Fifty two percent of the counties in the United States had no murder. None. And seventy three percent had five percent of the murders. Then when you get down to one or two percent, you're still talking about 40 or so percent of the murders. And then if you go, if you further subdivide within that county, like in uh, Cook County, it's a small territory in Chicago that accounts for when this study was done. That, uh, this goes back a couple of years because, and they, because of, it, it was a study done by. Um, by John Lott's foundation. And they wanted to look at the reaction, you know, to uh, all the demonstration and the lawlessness. Uh, and, and that year had a 30% increase in murder nationwide, which set a record. At that time, per capita, Cook County was ahead. In uh, gross numbers, Los Angeles was first. Harris County, Texas. So what does that mean? It isn't Harris County. It's Houston. It's Houston. That's where, and, and, and I know Houston. It's, a, it's probably 8 to 10% of the geography of Houston. Now, why did I say that's good and bad? The good part is because it, it's very amenable to the Comstat system that I developed with, uh, with uh, uh, Commissioner Bratton. And... Uh, and and used very successfully in New York. It won the award as the most innovative program in government only two years after we invented it. And I've used it successfully in New York. We used it to bring crime down more than any city ever in the history of the country, 65%. And I've used it successfully in other American cities that I've consulted with and foreign countries. If it's done right, it doesn't fail. It's easy to do wrong. It's a very disciplined and very accountable system. But the more concentrated the crimes, the easier it is to wipe them out. But then you have to have the will to do it. And you have to have the police force to do it. And you can't be changing your mind every other day like Adams does. I mean, we don't know what side he's on. One day he's on one side, another day he's on another side. And uh, it needs consistency. To solve any problem, you need consistency. Well, we'll be back with the mayor's closing thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with, yes, uh, the Tunnels to Towers sponsored mayor. Final thoughts. Tunnels to Towers. 
the organization that takes care of our uniformed officers, those who, God forbid, die in the line of duty and Tunnels of Towers is there to take care of the mortgage on the home and other things to have their backs and their families' backs. And also for those that are catastrophically wounded. For them, they build smart homes so that they can have the maximum amount of independence. Send in $11 a month, and you'll be part of supporting, really, the people who put their lives at risk for us to keep us and our children safe. So my final thoughts are on uh, those uh, uh, statistics revealed about crime. Uh, There is nothing, there is nothing uh, beyond our capability that holds us back from significantly reducing the number of people being slaughtered in America, but us. It's a, this is happening not because of a, climate change or some supernatural or very difficult to determine cause or set of causes. It's happening because of specific policies that encourage crime and encourage and support criminals to the disadvantage of the victims of crime. We're back where we used to be, where the victim means nothing in the, in the system. In Virginia, there was a bill that would allow prosecutors to charge drug dealers with second-degree murder if a user dies of an overdose. With the epidemic of fentanyl deaths, particularly of relatively innocent people who either are using prescription drugs or very modest amounts of drugs, but they have fentanyl in them, a lot of those people have died. They're not like massive drug users. This is a very, very necessary uh, deterrent. It was voted down eight to seven, even though it had the support of Governor Youngkin. Of course, every one of the votes against it was a Democrat. Democrats vote to help criminals, to help get them out of jail, to keep them out of jail to have significantly more of them on the streets than should be. They even want to get them to the voting place as soon as possible, get back their vote as soon as possible. And if you took a vote among criminals, they'd probably get 95% of the vote. So I have a simple question. What the hell are you voting for them for? If criminals are. Because you're on the other side. You're the one who's going to get shot. You're the one whose kids are going to get wounded. You're the ones whose store is going to get robbed. And you're the one that's going to have to move out of here because it's such a horrible place to live. You're the one, the people who work, pay their taxes, bring up their children. You're the ones that should be at the core of who we take care of. God bless America. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.